재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 There's a new anti-addiction drug called naltrexone. It's become an important weapon over the years in many countries around the world to treat a growing number of opioid and heroin addicts. Uh, now, this uh, medication comes in many forms, from daily pills to long-acting injections and even implants that slowly release the medication over many months. To help us learn more, we're very pleased to have joining us from the National Drug and Alcohol Research Center at the University of New South Wales, Professor Richard Maddock. Hello. Good evening. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining us. First, tell us how naltrexone works, how it's different from previous drugs that have been developed to treat opiate addiction, such as perhaps methadone, etc. Sure. Well, naltrexone works by blocking the receptors in the brain, which um, are called the opioid receptors, so that if somebody injects heroin or uses an opioid, they can't get any opioid effect. So what it does is stop them from getting the enjoyment, uh, if you want to call it that, but the, the uh, effect of an opioid, it blocks the opioid receptors, so they, there's no point in injecting, there's no point in using uh, heroin or other uh, opioids because it doesn't have any impact. Um, methadone is different in the sense of methadone is an opioid just like heroin is. Um, so what how, how methadone works is that it, it stops withdrawal. So if you become dependent on opioids like heroin, you have a very intense and very unpleasant and protracted withdrawal, which um, drives the people who are dependent, who are what sometimes called addicts, drives them to go and get heroin again. Methadone stops that by supplying um, a legal opioid that doctors can administer. Um, it stops that withdrawal. So, so one blocks um, the opioid receptor site, so you can't get any hmm. joy from injecting the other one. Stops withdrawal, so you don't need to inject it. So methadone would be analogous to something like the patch or, or, or the, the gum for smoking cessation devices, whereas naltrexone would be a drug that would actually uh, stop the, the addiction or the, the, the pleasure that one gets from nicotine. Well, yes. Uh, I think your analogy is perfectly um, exact and really, really appropriate because people kind of think differently about tobacco and heroin. And, and really, we accept that with tobacco using nicotine replacement therapy patches or, or gums is, is fine. Um, with with um, heroin, people get a bit upset about providing methadone when right. really it saves lives, it stops people who are dependent from committing crime, property crime, usually stealing um, TVs and other things. Um, mm. and, and it makes them healthier and it's better for our community because they're less likely to get infectious disease. And in South Korea, as in Australia, if, um, if you've got users who are continuing to inject in this case, uh, what you end up with is, is higher rates of HIV, higher rates of hepatitis B and C. And those, those problems cost the um, health system hugely, not immediately, but in right. 20, 30 years when they end up in hospitals and they need chronic um, long-term care. Is it generally prescribed as a standalone treatment or is it used sort of as a, as a cocktail of a combination of different types of therapies? Depends who's doing it. Um, naltrexone can be just administered and if it's administered as an implant as you've talked about or uh, as a, a, an injectable form which is long acting um, which you just in, inject into the stomach muscle and the gut the fat um, and it sits there for a number of, of months. Uh, you really you may not need additional help. Although, having said that, many of these people are very badly off in terms of uh, psychological disturbance. They've often got terrible backgrounds with childhood sexual abuse. 
um, and they're suffering depression and anxiety. And I know we don't appreciate that as a society. We kind of think of them as, um, as self-indulgent junkies, but they're often terribly damaged individuals. So, right. so they do need additional help. They also need job help because they haven't, often haven't worked for many years. So from an economic point of view, getting them into the workforce is really important. So ideally, there would be a suite of additional interventions from psychological um, care, if, if required, often it is, through to um, training, uh, vocational training for jobs. Um, and those kinds of uh, approaches are not just good for the individual, they're good for our society. Uh, can you talk about any of the uh, side effects associated with naltrazone and whether this is a concern to researchers? Um, there aren't a lot of side effects. The problem with naltrexone is that it's not, it's not a medication which... Um, which uses rush to. It's, it's more of a niche treatment for, for those individuals who, who want it. We estimate that 5 to 10% of individuals with, um, with heroin dependence are likely to, are, sorry, are likely to um, be interested in naltrexone. Most don't rush to naltrexone. That's its major problem. It isn't that attractive to users. Mm. I think you've got to understand that if you're heroin or opioid dependent, you like opioids. Right. Saying to somebody, well, we're going to stop you from using opioids is not something which they find um, helpful to them. Uh, so that's a major problem. There are some minor side effects, and certainly if people have got liver disease or other kinds of problems and um, health problems, and they naltrexone needs to be used carefully. Um, there have been discussions historically about... Um, individuals digging out um, implants from their stomach, but that's mm. not true. It doesn't happen. Well, it's so rare, it doesn't matter. Um, there's been concerns about infection at the site of the implant, but again, that's a minor surgical mm. procedure, which it, it's really not not that much of an issue. Natrixone is a good drug. Its problem is it is not attractive to the users. So bottom line then, and uh, just like when someone is an alcoholic and I suppose the cliche is you got to hit rock bottom and then acceptance and, and go through uh, all of the steps. Uh, is this a game changer or as you've alluded to, you need to really talk about uh, the root causes of this and, and help a lot of these individuals who are um, traumatized or, or broken uh, to really help them transition and it really isn't just one silver bullet that's going to solve the problem. Uh, very much so. I mean, you often got um, individuals, certainly in Sydney, um, the education of people who are heroin at an education level is very low. I know in South Korea, you guys have got a great education system, very highly educated. But a lot of people who end up using heroin and other opioids have very poor education. Um, they really have very difficult backgrounds. They do need help, uh, and it's too easy to dismiss them as being um, like self-indulgent. And I think the, the real thing for the community to think about is the cost of the community is so much greater if we don't help them because they, they get these chronic diseases and they continue to do crime, which we don't like, mm. <laughs> but they will do crime. And, and and if we can treat them and manage them, it's better for them and it's better for the community. So it's kind of a win-win. It's a very complex health problem. Matrixone um, is part of the solution. I would say one more thing. I think that in many countries, um, methadone... And sorry, methadone and naltrexone are set up as um, opposites or opposing, or one's better than the other. And that's not the way we should think about this. We, when we look at um, other medications for blood pressure or depression, we have a range of uh, different medications that can help people. And we should have a range of, of treatments to help heroin-dependent people. We shouldn't be trying to have a polarised debate. 
How do we get more people, you say 5 to 10 percent, uh, willing to, to, I suppose, uh, uh, consider naltrazone as part of their treatment? Um, I think you get them into treatment in some form. Um, they can go into withdrawal treatment, but, but perhaps into methadone or buprenorphine. And then once they're stabilised, that they're looking healthier, they're coping with their lives, they've got stable um, home life, they're, they're mixing less with other drug users, then you can start introducing what essentially methadone is, which is an absence-oriented treatment. Um, and it's a bit of a journey, sort of like the alcohol analogy that you gave. It isn't one silver bullet and they're done. Right. That's not the nature. The other side effect, if you like, of, of naltrexone, and it's true of methadone, is if you stop treatment, pe- people relapse. So, so stopping treatment is a bad idea, but okay. helping to manage them over time, helping with their problems, and not um, not having one's better than the other um, horse races of, of different right. treatments is, is a really much better way to go. Professor Maddock, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate being able to talk uh, on your station. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Soul City News up next.